0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Church Creative Club podcast. Super excited about our show today. This not only is this our first real episode, but it's actually our first guest, um, first guest show, first guest interview. Uh but right before we jump into that, just wanted to remind everybody that we still have some hoodies for sale and some print issues of the magazine. Um, not very many left of each issue, but I thank you guys, everybody that's bought merch, because that just helps further this show. Um, order people ordering these hats and everything uh just appreciate all the support Uh, i know we've only been going about six months out of this year uh but just really looking forward to how this thing is going to grow in the future so i think the podcast is just going to be another avenue to help us grow uh give creatives just a chance to to reach out to write to make graphics submit photography be on the podcast just anything like that so Without further ado, this episode, episode one, is Art, Theology, and Thirst Trap Thursdays. And trust me, you guys are in for a treat on this one because we have got today Corey Woodward, or as many of you know him, the poking stick on social media. So, Corey, go ahead, introduce yourself, and uh, just explain a little bit about what you do,
1: how you do creative work in the church world. Okay. So, as you had said, my name is Corey Woodward. Um, really started the poking stick earlier this year as kind of an afterthought thought you know might as well try something start writing maybe do some recording and then over the past year it's really become a community of itself and it's a roller coaster yeah um but what i do within the church world really i i always thought it was funny because I weaseled my way into the church creative community, but I do very little actual church work. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so I'm kind of a an independent entity here, and I just create illustrations for the furtherance of the gospel and throw it on Instagram. And really, that's that's what I do. Yeah.
0: But I think that's a good point because, you know, a lot of times when we talk about church creatives, everybody thinks about, like, you've got to be on staff at a church, mm-hmm. at a big church on top of that. Like, you got yeah. to be a full-time designer, full-time video guy or whatever. Um, but really, there's so much creativity in the Christian world mm-hmm. that, uh, like you said, just doing what you're doing. Uh, and we're going to get into a little bit about how you focus on theology and really kind of deep topics with your art. But mm-hmm. that can be a ministry in itself. You know, it may not be like an official on the website ministry of your local Mm -hmm. church, but it's still a ministry in itself. And I just know me personally, uh, I know some of your background as far as preaching, going to seminary, just Mm -hmm. just things like that. Uh, A lot of times it's easier for me to express myself through art or through graphics than just like writing down words or getting in Mm -hmm. front of people talking. So yeah, I totally get that where, yeah, maybe I'm not officially on staff at a church doing creative Mm -hmm. work, but I still do creative work in the church world
1: yeah absolutely and you know as i've kind of shifted away from a more church setting um the poking stick has kind of become my my ministry if you will and god's using it and it's it's a blessing to me yeah so.
0: that's awesome too that uh did you say it's also turned into kind of like a community almost mm-hmm. you know where you've got other people involved in it uh which is similar to what the church creatives club is all about like i didn't yeah. I didn't start this to be like my brand or my thing. I wanted to Mm -hmm. involve other people with it and really have it community focused because that's kind of what the the goal of the church is anyway. So why Mm -hmm. not do that in the creative space as well? Exactly. Um, And I also have to point out, I believe you are from Tennessee right that's correct so, that is man, correct alabama tennessee we're starting off with the uh southern redneck Overalls,
1: <laughs> exactly everything
0: man love it <laughs> gotta have the southern guys on here for sure i know i know yeah. everybody all on the west coast and up north is like man mm. these guys sound like hillbillies
1: yeah yeah it, it's funny because it, with the creative world <laughs> you don't see a lot of redneck representation no no so. you don't We've got to bring it to the table. Um,
0: Yeah, it used to. uh, It was funny before I really jumped into creative work full time and and Mm -hmm. being being a pastor at my church full time. um, I was a mechanic for 15 years. Yeah. And so it was always crazy. The guys at the shop were always like, wait, you do design stuff and you do photography and like like, it's just totally oxymoron. Like people don't (laughs) think about that stuff at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just it's just kind of funny always like that. So anyway, so going towards the, uh, moving on to the uh, the title of the show, Art, Theology and Thirst Trap Thursdays. I know a lot of people are wanting to know what in the world is this all about? And don't worry, we're going to tie this all into creative work. But um, I know going back to the July issue, you were actually one of the first people to submit an article. And your article, um, I believe it was titled Sanctified Art. And uh, so I want you to just talk a little bit about that with your art and how you really focus on Um, I guess, theology or deeper topics in your stuff?
1: Yeah, so when I started getting back into illustration and design work, um, I was coming right out of seminary and I said from the start that theology is always going to be queen and that's going to be the primary focus and the art is just going to be a means of communicating that. And as i've gotten more into the the groove of what the poking stick is and i mean that's been a journey in and of itself figuring out what on earth this thing is going to be yeah but in my mind i call it illustrated exegesis and my goal is to have a passage of scripture and then give somebody a mental image to think of whenever they go to that passage so like right now i'm going through the sermon on the mount and when I go and read Blessed Are the Meek, my mind always goes to a buffalo. Like this giant of a beast plodding along, looks peaceful, but also there's a lot of hidden strength there. So taking that mental image, illustrating it, tying, tying it to a passage, and then putting it on Instagram so that others can see it, read the passages and think, oh, okay, a buffalo. So really the illustration part of it is I want people to be able to have that mental image when they go to scripture. Now, the content of it, that, I mean, really goes back to my roots in seminary and preaching. Um, preaching is one of my favorite activities. I, I, it, it's a wonderful experience to, to have. But as I've gotten into this more independent role of not full-time ministry, not doing much church work, those, those captions really are my sermons, if you will, and trying to pull out the depth of a passage, the meaning of a passage, the, the application of a passage, all in just enough characters to fit in an Instagram post. So, theology is always queen. I would much rather create terrible art and have good theology than have beautiful art and bad theology. And it's actually one of my favorite things to see people share the, the scripture slide of a post instead of the actual art itself, because that's what matters in the end. I, I really couldn't care less if somebody likes my art. What I care about is is somebody being exposed to scripture. And that's, that's really the heart behind what I do and why I create. But then the idea of sanctified art comes into play. And that's really what I, you know, where I was at with my own ministry, if you will, is figuring out, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to create? Wrote the article, submitted it. And honestly, I was just preaching to myself in that article. But what sanctified art is, is really taking this creation and saying, God, you need to be present in it for this to matter. And it, all stemmed from a song that I sang growing up in church a little as much when God is in it. Mm -hmm. And so taking that mindset of, okay, I could create an ugly, ugly illustration and, and do my best at it and never compete to a lot of other artists. But I, I put my best effort into it, but then take a moment before I post and say, God, I need you to be present in this. I need you to use this. I'm I'm dedicating it to you. It's for your glory. I just ask that you be present. Your word be clear. And really, it's a surrender. Yeah. When I hit post, is God, this is yours. You know, provide it to who needs it. And it, I've I've seen posts just go absolutely insane, and yeah. it has nothing <laughs> nothing to do with me. Right. It, it's by God's goodness, but. Um, In the article itself, I drew from Solomon's Temple, where it was one of the greatest examples of art, uh, craftsmanship, beauty. Yeah, absolutely. But at, at the end of the building process, there was one final step, and that was for God to inhabit it. And it just goes to show that even the smallest work of art can be great when God is in it. But even the greatest work of art can be nothing if God isn't in it. So kind of calling all artists to go back to that heart of sanctifying your art, praying over it, dedicating it to God and recognizing that no matter how much talent I have, no matter how much skill I have, what I'm creating really is nothing unless God is is there. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: I. And, um, I'm not so much of an illustrator, but I know when I first started in graphic design, it's mm-hmm. very easy to chase the trends and figure out yep. what gets the most likes. Yeah. And, um, it's also, if you're trying to, to use your art as a ministry though, it's a, it can be a dangerous road to go down because mm-hmm. it's very easy to get into. I'm just creating to get the likes and the yep. views and yep. not really. And I'm sacrificing a lot of the message when, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, if you've got a good message behind it, you know, that's potentially reaching people. Yeah. But if I yeah. if my post goes viral and I'm getting all these shares, but I've really got some false even even false theology in there, yeah. just because it sounded good and it looked good. Yeah. Like, what's really the point? And so um yeah. that's something that I even struggled with. And And I, you know, I kind of had that same awakening like you were talking about where it was like, OK, why am I really doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this to grow an Instagram account or am I doing this because I really see this as a form of ministry and a way to express scripture? Um, And once I got back into that, you know, and I I tell people a lot, like almost everything that I create, that's not client work, stuff that I just create for myself usually always happens either when I'm studying for a sermon or like after praying or something like that. That's when I feel like the impressed the most to just create something. Yeah. And so I tell a lot of people, it's like, look, there is so much in the Bible. Like you, you could spend a lifetime illustrating stuff in the Bible and never run Mm -hmm. out of stuff to illustrate. Exactly. Uh, And so I love seeing, seeing a lot of artists. I think we're starting to see a trend go back to this, where people are just being just raw and authentic now and just Mm -hmm. getting back to like, I'm not creating for the masses. I'm creating, you know, what God is actually placing on my heart.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely and it's a beautiful thing to see um creators kind of walk away from the building a following element and just stepping towards i just want to i want to reach people yeah with with the most important thing well i mean and you you look
0: we we've put so much emphasis on like worship you know people releasing worship music and writing Mm -hmm. songs and we talk about how a song just speaks to you and this and that and I think it's awesome. I'm definitely not a songwriter. Like I, I don't even know how people do that kind of stuff, but I believe that art can be the same way. I believe any kind of mm-hmm. creativity can be used to reach people. I mean, mm-hmm. we are the ultimate creation. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's built in us, I believe to go out and to create stuff and mm-hmm. um, everything that you do, you know, can be centered around Christ. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so I really, I really appreciate what you've been doing. And like I said, I love reading your captions because it's more than just like, Hey, I thought this was a cool illustration, you know, mm-hmm. it'll probably get some shares. Like there's actually, you know, almost a mini sermon behind what you're putting yeah. out there. And, uh, it's just encouraging to see, see people doing that. Um, which also kind of leads me into the next part of this. We are talking about thirst trap Thursday. So before we go, yeah. you, you have to explain for the people, especially <laughs> I consider myself a little older, I'm approaching 40. So I'm kind of on mm-hmm. that line of, not really a millennial, not really a Gen X, like 90s kid. Uh, So what is a thirst trap? You got to (laughs) explain that first
1: before we go any further. Um, That's a great question. On paper, uh, a thirst trap is pretty much somebody who is posting content with the motive of getting people to be attracted to them yeah so they're getting the right angles the right lighting they're being sure their jawline is is perfect maybe their jeans are a little bit tighter than normal do some push-ups
0: beforehand yeah yeah, exactly pop out put a little water on you like you've been
1: sweating Uh uh-huh so a thirst trap is just somebody who's there to get people to To thirst after him, Yeah. (laughs) And
0: it's always, from what I gather, it's kind of like under the guise of something else. Like, hey, I'm putting this out there, but this this video clip's really about me. But we're going to pretend that I'm promoting this other thing. So I know you had started this thing, uh, Christian Thirst Trap Thursday, and and some of the stuff you have shared has been quite hilarious. And before we go further, I want people to know we're not just dunking on people. Like, we're not about to just list a whole bunch of names and make fun Mm -hmm. of people. Um, because I believe this is tied to creativity because like it or not, you know, and I don't know if influencer is the right term, but there is creativity and content creation. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, whether you're shooting a video or whatever, you have the potential to to put a message out or you are putting a message out. You're putting mm-hmm. something out there, whether it's yourself, whether it's about God, whether it's promoting a product, there is a purpose I don't think anybody's just making a video just to make a video with zero intentions. Yeah. And so, um, but there's this kind of trend and I'll let you talk a little bit further about this, this Christian Mm -hmm. thirst trap where we see creatives in the church world kind of falling into this trap of um, using the gospel as a tool to promote myself rather than using my tools and my talents and abilities to promote the gospel. We've almost reversed. Mm -hmm. it, And it's like, what can Jesus do for me? What can the gospel do for me to promote me further?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And it's with the Christian thirst trap, it's it's using God as an asset. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the priority here. Everything else is surrounding me to build me up. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that it's a form of Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times people see Pharisees as these goody tissues who want to keep all the rules. But really the issue of the Pharisees was they had an external display of spirituality with rotten intentions. Yeah. And, and as I watch these creatives um put themselves on display with Christian undertones. Talking about how much they pray, talking about, you know, a message they heard from God, things of this nature. At the end of the day, that's an external display of spirituality. But we always have to take a step back and say, okay, but who is this really about? Right. Yeah. And I I would say
0: that I don't I wouldn't say that all of them, maybe even the majority of them are probably not intentionally or at least they don't start Mm -hmm. out intentionally that way. Mm hmm but I think it's the trend of where our society has come where we, Mm -hmm. we overshare, we share everything. And like I said, I was on that verge where social media didn't even really exist when I was in high school. So Mm -hmm. thankfully a lot of the stupid things I did are not recorded. for All of eternity. Mm -hmm. But I think we've gotten into this thing where it's like already record everything in my life and I put it out there on social media. So if I put out all this spiritual stuff, of me doing this spiritual stuff, it gets the likes and the shares as well. Yeah. And it's almost like an affirmation that I'm doing the right thing, even though it's wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the, the greatest tricks is to just slap a, a spiritual message on it because nobody, I don't want to say nobody, a lot of people, when they see a Bible verse, a good message, they don't really want to ask a lot of questions after right. that. It's, well, this is a good thing why question it? It's not hurting anybody right. per se. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. I agree with that. And, um, you know, it, yeah, it's very much like, yeah, like you said, there's no questioning. Um, and I've never met anybody that's a preacher, or a pastor or whatever that was authentic. That wasn't like, feel free to question anything I teach. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've even told our congregation that when I preach, like, look, if you ever have an issue or a question about anything that I preach, don't take my word for it just because I'm up here. I'll be happy to back up what I say with scripture Mm -hmm. and let's have a discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, So that, that, that leads me to that thing with the, the, like you said, you know, I know we're, we're kind of, you know, tongue in cheek with the, the influencers and thirst trap, but I think it is a dangerous road to go down. And I think as creatives. um, Even if you're not making reels and TikToks all day long, even Mm -hmm. going back to like what I said with graphics, you just got to be careful about why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, And it's, it's very much so. And, and not to mention that some of them are just absolutely (laughs) cringes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, not that I'm Mr. Cool over here in my, you know, mixed match shirts and all that, you Mm -hmm. know, dressed like a 40 year old dad, but yeah. uh, Yeah. I just, it kind of, it kind of bugs me that we're, we, we have focused, we focus so much on the experience. You know, mm-hmm. I hear that so much. We had a great worship experience. I went to a yeah. conference and had a great experience. or I did this and had a great experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, when I think of experience, experience is like a one-time thing. Like, yeah. I had a great experience at Disneyland. I had a great yeah. experience at a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're supposed to be disciples and making yeah. disciples. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely hope that trend kind of dies down anyway. But I yeah. do... I do think calling it out, not necessarily to like embarrass people, but mm-hmm. I think we are called to to bring attention to that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And every Thursday, I kind of brace for impact because inevitably there's there's going to be people who see it and think, okay, this guy's just picking on people, right? And um, that's never really the intention. I, I have to draw a line somewhere, of, right? Asking questions versus I'm just going to just totally rag on this person. And and I have to keep myself in check because there are times where you see something and yeah. you're like, man, I just want to tear into this. This right. is awful. Yeah. But the, the best thing I think anybody could do kind of going back to questions is at least ask. Right. Why is this being posted? And I... I'm totally cool with the the title of creative, but in my mind, I've tried to adopt the, the title of communicator. Yeah. Because everything I create sends a message. Right. Sometimes it's, it's really clear that here's the message. Sometimes the message is a little bit harder to discern, but everything we create is saying something. Right. And something that I, I, pull from my seminary days is that in a sermon, everything needs to have a telos or or a purpose. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing something without a purpose, then it doesn't need to be there. But 90% of the time, there's always a purpose behind it. Right. So let's say somebody posts a Bible verse, taking a selfie in their car with their Starbucks cup, and they're just kind of filming themselves being all cute and, and whatever. Well, there are two things there. The scripture, I can get why that's there. Yeah. Like, what's what's the purpose of sharing a Bible verse? Well, I want to share the Bible verse. Yeah, cool. Like, share Bible verses. Yeah. But then I want to follow up the question of, but why are you in the video? Yeah. And I think that's where the, the Christian thirst trap content falls apart, is there's really no reason for somebody to be in a video with a Bible verse unless they want to be seen. Right. And that... That's where I want to kind of draw people's attention is like, hey, what seems good really has an element of it that that's not healthy. It's right. not helpful. Um, And I think in some cases, it, this is what's unfortunate, is that there's a fine line between influence and manipulation. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can definitely influence somebody, which leads to discipleship it leads to building up other believers but when i not me (laughs) i'm working on my dad bod right now but let's say a guy has a shirt off he just got done with his workout and he's flexing with a bible verse next to it right that just opens a can of worms of what are you trying to to stir up in the viewer right what what are you communicating and that's where i look at content like that and think that's that's manipulation of emotion of somebody's maybe spiritual mindset of like okay this is what spirituality is it's being buff and sweaty and right posting shirtless pics i guess yeah that. so i think my greatest concern is there there's a fine line there of Influence manipulation and there's a lot of purposeless content. Right, and so Christian up Thursday, what appears to be oh, he's just finding the cringiest of the videos and posting them and making you know little comments. Yeah, that's what it is at a surface level, and I hope everybody can get a good laugh at like if it's ridiculous, we yeah. might as well laugh at it. it What's well, funny is funny, but at the same time, Christian up Thursday is an opportunity for people to see something and say ah. But let's raise a question here. Right. Or ooh, that's really unhealthy here.
0: Yeah. And, and and you know, I was talking about, you know, I don't even think all of this is even intentional. Exactly. You might be raising a question to somebody where they, they take a step back and they go, you know what? I never really saw it from that angle. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, creators are probably the worst about taking feedback anyway. You know, we <laughs> we never do anything wrong. We never yeah. decide anything wrong. And so yeah. sometimes it does take that third party to mm-hmm. pose a question and you go, you know what, maybe I'm not doing this the right way. Maybe I do have the wrong intentions here mm-hmm. with stuff like that. And, and yeah, I'm perfectly fine with people sharing scriptures and, mm-hmm. and all that. But as like I said, like, you know, I don't know any preacher that's going to get up shirtless and flex all through his message on a
1: Sunday. Like exactly.
0: everybody would go, that's weird. Yeah, But for some reason it's not weird to have it on Instagram where you're basically mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Like we got to draw the line somewhere like what are what's the message we're trying to get across?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even, you know, this is a whole other discussion. I'm not even opposed to if you just worked out and you are content with your physique. There's a demographic of gym bros that want to show off their progress. Yes. Yeah. But it, keep that it as its own thing. Right. And let your your Christian content be its own thing.
0: Yeah, I think think that is good. And a lot of, I mean, there are times, like I said, where I design stuff that has no spiritual meaning behind it. It's just I wanted to try to combine some photos together. I wanted to Mm -hmm. learn a new technique, whatever. And I'll post it and share it. But I make sure that it is very separate. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that I am not like hey, this was really cool. Let me put a scripture on it. So now I can hit both demographics. I can hit the Christian demographic and I can Mm -hmm. hit this other one. And I think, like you said, I mean, just keep these things separate. We're not telling people don't have fun at church. Don't do all this kind of stuff. But if you're trying to make something spiritual, then it needs to be spiritual. Exactly. If it's not spiritual and it's just in fun, well then, you know, let's leave all the Bible verses off of it and the cringy, you know, I, I, the Bible verses don't even bother me as much as the people videoing themselves praying. Like, I just don't, that's the one thing I don't get. And maybe it's just yeah. because I'm getting old down, but like, I just have never thought about setting up a camera to film yeah. myself praying.
1: Like I just, it's never yeah. even crossed my mind. <laughs> those, those crack me up because you get the ones with the different angles. So yeah. they're like praying for something. And I just, in my mind, I know they had to stop. Yeah, the camera. So I was like, "Okay, dear Lord, please answer this prayer. Hold, please. I've got to get a better angle. Right? Yeah. Okay, dear Lord, I'm back. Um, I want to pray for this. Oh, hold up. I need right. a new angle.
0: It, it, and it's filmed so perfect. And anybody yeah. that's ever created content knows you never get it right first try. So I'm like, "So how yeah. long have you been working on this angle? Yeah. How many times did you say this prayer? Yeah. Just to get, you know, it's like, you know, how yeah. many, you know, you've repeated like a hundred Hail Marys to try <laughs> to get this prayer right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't I don't understand that at mm-hmm. don't understand that at all. Um, and, and like I said, I know we're we're talking about just people making reels and TikToks and stuff, but mm-hmm. this does apply to all creative avenues. Yeah, it it is very easy to fall into this trap with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, even preaching. I mean, yeah, uh, preachers are some of the worst about this stuff. I think me and you had a conversation through some DMs. We called them zingers. You know. Yeah everybody loves the preacher. You got that one liner and everybody just goes crazy. And then, yeah. you know, half the time you get home and you're thinking about it, and you're like, that didn't even make sense. You know, yeah. it just sounded good in the moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we can all be guilty of that stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's why putting God at the forefront of your creativity. Yeah. Um, I would even challenge people before you go and create something, pray. I'm not talking yeah. about like you have to lay on the floor face down for an hour and a half. Travailing in the spirit before you go make a graphic. Yeah. But why not say a quick prayer? Why not go read a passage of scripture and like, God, impress upon me in this? You know, mm. if this is not right, if this is not in the right spirit, you know, let me know. There's nothing wrong with conviction. I don't, there's nothing yeah. wrong with, you know, we all need that check in our spirit every now and then of, hey, am mm-hmm. I, am I really doing this right? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And as I, as I kind of continue to develop, what the poking stick is like i am i benefit by creating because it's pushed me into the word right so as i like as i'm working through the sermon on the mount like i'm spiritually being fed because my content is from the scripture and i think we eliminate a lot of pressure from a creative element or a creative aspect when we find the greatest source of inspiration. And that is God's word. Right. We, we push ourselves to think of like, like the zinger. I've got to have the zinger. I've got to have that like short little witty phrase. That's going to be shareable. You're going to drive yourself nuts and burn yourself out because you're always, you're not always going to have inspiration from yourself. You're not always going to have that, that zinger that's going to connect with a thousand people and they're going to share it to all their friends and family. But at least when you go to scripture, when you fall on your face before God and, and you're being led by the spirit to create, you can at least know you've got great source material.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the best things I have done is um, and they actually came in. Oh, I got one here on my desk. So on Amazon, they sell these um individual books of the Bible. Mm. Got, it's a journal. So it's on, on one page. It's a complete it's a complete journal to write yep. in. And that's one of the best things I've done is because I get so many ideas for graphics when yeah. I'm reading that and it's just, just notate them. And that's why I say it. I mean, if you're ever lacking for inspiration, just go read the Bible. They're literally, you can read through, like you said, just the gospels and that's enough content mm-hmm. to make for an entire year, Yeah, you know, if not yeah. longer. Um, and, and if you're doing that, like you said, then you know your art that you're creating, your, your creative work is going to be biblically sound. And now it's accomplishing a mission, Mm -hmm. which is to spread the gospel message, to make disciples. Mm -hmm. And I I tell you, some of the best conversations I've had have been centered around stuff that I made and put on Instagram, where you get, you know, that message of like, hey, this really spoke to me or, hey, you know, I've never heard that taught that way. Can you clarify? Can you give me some scripture to read? Um, I know you've probably had some of that where, like, you share something. It just turns into just awesome discussions.
1: Yeah. And it's always the ones that I post thinking this really, this is going (laughs) to flop. Yeah. I love it. I loved studying for it, but I just think it's kind of going to be dead on arrival here. Yeah. But God uses, I mean, little as much when God is in it. And those conversations are, are so phenomenal to hear that as God has spoken to you through his word and you just kind of regurgitate what, God has been dealing with in you, that connects with people. And I I don't even have to, I don't have to do much thinking about it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just sharing the word and that's always going to bless somebody.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and trademark my, my uh, scripture challenge for designers for next year. It's going to be a scripture a day challenge thing. I'm going to go ahead and trademark that, put that out there. So if anybody comes out with that, I had it first. I had the idea first. Uh, but, yeah, I would challenge that, man. Like, especially people that are new and created, I mm-hmm. always get that question of, like, what do I make? What do I make? You know, I don't have yeah. any clients yet, or I don't really have anything to do at church, but I want to get into design. It's like, man, just start picking scriptures and see if you can illustrate, see yeah. if you can get a message across visually yeah. from scriptures or from stories. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the 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 Bible really is inspiring. I mean, oh, it really yeah. is. like. Uh, just in and like you, I know you were talking about your personal experience. My personal experience is when I've started doing that, it's caused me to get deeper in the Word, mm-hmm. and it's caused me to get deeper in the Word when I see like your post or other people's posts, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh wow, that is interesting. Let me go look that up and read that. You know, I yeah. want to I want to read some commentaries on that. I want to read some translations on that. Like yeah. that's a that I've never I've never heard that topic taught that way before.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where the element of community is so important to me is that where else would I be able to surround myself with such a diverse group of people like all across the globe right and reading what they have found in scripture I mean that that's an awesome experience to have and I think that's one of the beauties of social media in the, yeah in the in the midst of all the ugly Community is a really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think we focus on that enough. I know we rail on on social media quite a bit, and look, mm-hmm. trust me, about every other week I want to delete my account, and, and I yeah. think I even was able to stay off Facebook for an entire year. Finally, I got mm-hmm. sucked back into it, Yeah. but there's actually a lot of good that's come out of it. There are so mm-hmm. many. Just, just in the six months I've started the Church Creative Club, mm-hmm. I have met so many people, and just made so many connections and had so many like good conversations with people, yeah. not just sharing graphics or articles, but like really, really good deep, even stuff that's made me like, okay, let me go back and dig deeper into the word yep. over this.
1: Oh yeah. If you would have told me, I mean like the, the stick really, really, started to become what it is back in like March. If you would have told me in March that like, you're going to meet all these people. You're going to have all these interactions, learn all of this stuff. Like I would have thought, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's been so awesome to, to experience.
0: Yeah. And I have to say out of the whole, Church world, so to speak, or the whole church, you know, capital C, the church, creatives are probably some of the easiest people to get along with because we all have that creative thing in common. I feel like I'm able to have deep conversations with creatives that I'm not able to have with some other people. Um, especially yep. when you start getting into deep theology or doctrinal questions and mm-hmm. people, you know, we're not going to go very deep on this podcast. We'll save that for somebody else, but yep. you know, people can get really, really uptight about certain <laughs> spiritual beliefs and, and personal yes. convictions and things like that. Yep. But I've had so many conversations with creatives that were like very respectful, very earnestly yep. asking questions mm-hmm. and things like that.
1: Yeah. And that's, that is something I, I agree with you. i I I've experienced and enjoyed that as well as I could totally disagree with somebody on a theological point and come to the end of that conversation and say, you know, we disagree, but I still love you. Right. And, and having those conversations are are great. (laughs) Not all conversations go that well. Um, I've, I've made some posts in the past that have have made (laughs) a lot of people upset. They're, they're out there. And, um, you know, I knew, I knew what I was saying when I said it, but unfortunately so, some, some people don't talk to me anymore, but it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah,
0: never, you're never going to bat hundred percent on that, yeah. but for the most part, um, creatives, we really do kind of get along with everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, and like I said, just the people that I've met, you know, even internationally from different church organizations, from different denominations, you know, big churches, small churches, all this mm-hmm. kind of thing, all coming together, uh, and, and it's almost kind of like with this community we almost kind of hold each other accountable as well yeah you know yeah. but in a loving way not like mm-hmm. you know not dissing on people or just making fun of people be like oh you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong yeah you know just really heartfelt you know that love of christ like i really want to know more about you i really want to know more about mm-hmm. your beliefs you know or, mm-hmm. or what you posted or something like that
1: yeah like <laughs> i'm kind of uh I don't want to say the black sheep, but I, I'm definitely a minority among some of the creative friends that I have. Yeah. Kind of coming on the scene as a, as a reformed Baptist. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, we're – I don't know if there's a lot of us in this space. But yeah. if you're out there, hey, hit, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. But like interacting with Pentecostal brothers and yeah. sisters, like it's been phenomenal to – Yeah, I'm a lifelong
0: Pentecostal. I've answered all the snake questions I can answer. You know, I don't personally handle snakes. There are people in this state that handle snakes. Lots of them, especially when you get up north, kind of approaching the Tennessee line. Yeah. But yeah, I've had all those questions asked. Um, Mm. And some of them were quite serious. You know, they really want to know. I was like, look, man, trust me, I do not handle snakes. I promise I don't (laughs) handle snakes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) man i the i call them the mountain people yeah like you could go into east tennessee that would be like if i was called to a mission field i'd be scared to yeah go to the mountains. send
0: me overseas please yeah don't send me like, to the mountains
1: <laughs> the snake handlers i i they yeah. freak me out a little bit but
0: yeah you know these i i will have to say i don't think the snake handlers are very big in the creative world i've not met any yet i mean maybe they're out there <laughs>
1: If they're out there, if if you are out there and you you handle snakes, let me know. I'll, I want to talk to you. We
0: want you on the podcast for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I absolutely want you. If, if this is an open invitation, if you attend a snake handling church and you hear this message, send me an email. <laughs> I have so many questions. I, I'm
1: I can't wait to see it. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, uh, before we wrap up, uh, give some people some information. How do they get in contact with you? How do they follow you? Um, I think you even have a discord going. Um, -hmm. so yeah, tell us a little bit about all that.
1: Yeah. So you can find me primarily on Instagram at the poking stick network. That's where that's really the hub. Um, I do have a podcast, um, just the poking stick podcast. You're going to see it on Spotify and Apple. My website where my blog is hosted is just thepokingstick.com. And then the Discord is called the Eagle and Child. And you can find links um, on my social media.
0: Yeah. In fact, if you'll send me all those links, I'll put them in the show notes for anybody yeah. um, that will hear. I would encourage everybody to go follow those, join the Discords. I've really, really enjoyed joining different Discords, um, especially because most of them that I've joined are like small communities. So there's really good discussion in there. Um, I always say discord is like what I really wish Facebook groups would have been. Mm -hmm. You know, once you get 30,000 people in a Facebook group, it's kind of hard to have discussions. Yeah. Uh, But I've really enjoyed um, discord and all that. So yeah. Awesome. I would encourage people reach out. Um, I know uh, me and you have talked through DMS numerous times. So I know you're always up for discussions, easily approachable uh, and things like that. So I appreciate you coming on with, on the uh, podcast finally talked to you in person almost you know uh nice to hear somebody else with a southern twang not just me (laughs) you know yeah i love it the over for those i don't i don't know if the video is going to work for you too but i will take a screenshot for you guys you know the overalls the beard and i think you said you live on a farm right
1: or absolutely nice i I, I was pumping my gas the other day and i looked down and there was a literal rooster just walking next to me at the gas station like I'm, i'm out i'm out in the sticks
0: wow okay i like it i'm not too out in the sticks i'm kind of in the suburbs now Mm -hmm. but um still southern redneck you know hey we're right in the middle of hunting season i got a creek out back i fish in so yeah Mm -hmm. i I hear it well we're definitely definitely somewhat the minority in the creative everybody everybody pictures church creatives you know all black skinny jeans (laughs) you know boots uh the cool hair all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so yeah Anyway, man, I've enjoyed it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I hope hope anybody listening has got something out of this. If you want to continue this discussion further, um, DM either one of us. Uh, the Church Creators Club has a Discord. Send us an email. Um, you know, I would love to further the conversation. If you have questions about anything that we've talked about, um, neither one of us would have any issue. Uh, I embrace any and all questions, conversations, anything like that. So. All right, man, this was good. We're going to run, and everybody stay tuned for the next episode. See ya.